we're conservatives. We're an oppressed uh, minority here. You could you could leave your guilt by sending us large checks. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle. This is Alfonso Rachel. You're watching The Virtue Signals. Oh, we got to move, man. There's an opportunity to make some money. Money is sitting on the table, and these kind of opportunities don't just last there forever. Uh, yeah. Uh, up in Canada, they produced a documentary, and it consists of a bunch of uh, really rich white women who have paid money uh, to have a black person come in and over a really very nice and tastefully done uh, lunch, have that person tell them what racists they are for the for the two-hour period, and then they shoot it as a documentary. And I think, man, the opportunities here are are, are just so unlimited. We're sitting on a gold mine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the um, And by the way, uh, the uh, we don't normally show clips, but I think in this one we're going to have to. So here's just a few seconds of this uh, group neuroses. Let me get my popcorn. Let me ask you a question. How many of you would trade places with a black person in this society. Raise your hand. I don't know the answer to that. Well, it's yes or no. How many of you would do it? I know I wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I dated a Hispanic no. very dark. No, no, I'm not talking about Hispanic. The question is. But I was going to have children. So I spent many years thinking of myself of having very dark skinned children. Question is. How many of you would be willing to trade places in this society with a black person? I think I would. Absolutely. 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 I'm not saying there's not racism. Absolutely not. It's just saying I don't see it. Yeah, but you know how racist this country is. Not to the degree that you do. Oh, no, you will never know. You know, in this country, we created the criminalization of black people. And when your skin is seen as a weapon, you're never unarmed. And that's why black boys and men and women are dying in the street with their hands up. I think my favorite thing about this is the black woman who's coming off, you know, uh, like she just walked off the plantation doesn't strike me exactly as sojourner truth in terms of the amount of hardship she's gone through but let's put all that aside you know there's a a a slogan that's been going on for a long time that says liberalism is a mental disease and there is no question that this is neurotic behavior right this is just plain neurotic behavior uh this woman is just talking you know about how oh uh, i gave some real serious serious thought to having uh, children with darker skin and 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 you know and and then they started getting an argument about how much they realized how much they realized how much they didn't realize how much white privilege they had and all the rest of the stuff right mm. so when you look at people who do this voluntarily as opposed to having somebody you know put it on them. When you pay people real money to come to your house and, and, and tell you what a, what a horrible person you are, um, I, I just don't know if there's any other definition than just this kind of classical Freudian hysterical neurotic, you know, it's obviously attention seeking and virtue signaling and all the rest, but, but these, these people are nuts. 
Indeed, they are nuts, man. It's, it cracks me up because these same people will be like, I don't like the Bible because it's judgmental. I don't like you, Christians, because you're so judgmental. Yeah, you're going to pay this person to come over to your house and judge you. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the irony. So uh, and, and I stand by, you know, because there's a strategy to it, Bill. There's a gaslighting strategy to this whole thing. Right. Because uh, I know you that, mentioned this before. Yes. It's like I know people don't, you know, especially on the conservative end, they don't like to think that there's a, such a thing as white privilege. And I'm trying to tell them, don't let the Democrats get away with that. When they try to throw out that strategy, use it against them because that is who they are. They are the party of white privilege. Use it against them. It's like, but they'll say, no, it's Democrat privilege and it's liberal and it's elite privilege. It's like, don't do that. Let them hang themselves with that. It will not be a reflection on you. If you keep fighting it, you will get dragged into it. Don't do that. Let them own it. Make them own it. Use that stuff against them. Make them pay for it. Well, these people of high, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess that's probably the way to think about it. It's like, is there, is there a, is there a better definition of, of what these people, of the dynamic that they're calling white privilege in action mm. than having a bunch of white women who are privileged enough <laughs> to afford to have somebody come over and, and talk to them about their character flaws, right? Sure. We're talking, just before we started rolling, we were talking about first world problems this is like zero world problems. I mean, you know, wh 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 where do you go from a position of, um, I am now so affluent uh, and so, uh, and, and my self-esteem is so low. You know, this, this idea of, um, this idea of, of white guilt almost exclusively comes from extremely wealthy white liberals mm -hmm. because I think on some level, they're fully aware of the fact that they get paid enormous amounts of money for essentially zero hardship, physical yeah. hardship, right? You don't hear a lot of farmers complaining about white privilege because uh, <laughs> farmers get up every morning and, and work with other farmers and black farmers as well. And they know they work for a living. You don't often hear construction workers complaining about this. I think I think so much of, of what this neurosis consists of is these people have such low self-esteem and have such a, a weak sense of self. And, and there's, a, there's something uh, called imposter syndrome, uh, which I got to experience. I'll just tell you real quick firsthand. Um, when I was in college, I was a theater major, and uh, I went to I was in the same class as this um, young woman named Barbara Kearns. It was the most beautiful person I ever saw in my life. She's just absolutely stunning. A really good actress, too. Really good. And three or four years after we got out of college, we're all just still, you know, theater majors, just scraping enough, you know, pizza crust together to stay alive. And she got a job on All My Children. And she was getting paid $750 a day, which in, you know, 1981 or something, 83, was pretty real money. And when I talked to her after a couple of, uh, about a year of this, she was being recognized on the street, that kind of thing. Uh, she said that she felt like she was sitting on a time bomb that that at any minute now that the, the executives would kick open the door to her dressing room and say, we're on to the fact that you're not doing your best work here and we want our money back, you know, mm. because she had been a she had been a had been and was a really good actress and had some real talent. But the work that she was doing on the soap opera was just so automatic right mm. i mean you come in the door you stand you come in you, you say a horrible line somebody says a horrible line in response you make a terrified face cut to black and and she 
and she was getting a lot of money to do this, and she felt like that she wasn't earning this mm -hmm. money. Um, and that was about the only time I'd ever had like direct personal experience with this sort of, um, uh, it's not, it, it's just, impo uh, they call it the imposter syndrome, where you feel like you're, you're, you feel like you're getting paid for something that you're, that you're, um, that you're not earning. And that's the kind of dynamic I see here with virtually all of these people. Uh, that, that, I think that's why so many movie stars and Hollywood celebrities are, are so deep into this neuroses, right? I mean, they'll talk about things and their, po and their politics demands that in order to show people that they're not, you know, um, that they're regular folks that are down mm. with the movement. They have a, a political set of beliefs that makes them identify with the oppressed. Yes. And, and then in order to... Uh, in order to not actually live up to that, because if they're going to actually live up to that, they'd give their money to the oppressed. But uh -huh. there are limits uh, to <laughs> how much we want to uh, signal these virtues. So what they do is they they make big public statements about these kind of things. And and I think this is a way... You're familiar with the... Uh, with the, the uh, when you... Um, I, I, when you give people stuff? When you no, when you flail yourself. Ah. Um, Self-flagellation. That's the word, flagellation. Yes, thank you. Um, there, there was during the um, during the Middle Ages, there were groups of of, uh, of people mm -hmm. uh, who would walk from town to town, especially during the plague, mm -hmm. and they would they would just go from town to town, and 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 whip themselves mm -hmm. to their back was just bloody red strips. Yeah. Right to show how repentant they were mm. for something that they had no uh, uh, authority and they didn't cause the plague. But it, but it was all about the show, right? It was all about uh, society is so evil that only through me showing uh, my commitment to, to God mm -hmm. by, by inflicting this endless unbearable pain on myself, only through my... Uh, Magnanimity, my, mm. only through my my generosity, my Christ-like you know sense of sacrifice, <laughs> right? Will I be able to save society from the plague by inflicting this pain on myself? Mm -hmm. And that's that's exactly what this seems to be, except yeah. for the fact that it's a first-world problem, and you know you're not really uh, cutting your skin open with uh, with a leather whip. You're just you know you're just sitting there sipping your you know fourteen dollar coffees and and uh, looking at the floor a lot. Indeed, man. And, and, and by the way, and for those, and because, yeah, these people did think that they were doing it for God. It's like, you want to do something for God. Why don't you just be obedient to him? And God says specifically, do not self-mortificate. Do not cut yourself. <laughs> God's like, don't do that. Uh, but, you know, you're right, man. These people with their, um, the, the, the bottom line, Bill, is this is what, this is the thing about Democrats and the left, you know, the world over, right? This just, this, mm -hmm. this leftist worldview is, it's caught up with self-redemption and they think th th the supremacy doesn't stop with them. You know, it's like particularly here in America, Democrats don't stop with the whole supremacy mindset. Like I said, they, they even as white people, they are superior to other white people. And what bad, what better way to look like you're better, the, the bestest kind of white folks 
than to show how much you care about them lowly black folks. We yeah, need that's to, right. You know, it's like what we need to do is that we need to pay us as us royal, royal white people who are so much better than everybody else. We need to go find us some black folks and go ahead because we need a court jester, man. We need somebody to come in and check the king. You know, and to have a laugh at the king's expense. But you make sure that you, you stay within your boundaries, though, of what we allow you to do them in, in this controlled setting, if you will. Oh, uh, dude. You know what I'm saying? So they'll go ahead and they'll, they'll, they'll allow them to do that. But like I said, it's, uh, it's all a strategy. And the, the point of it is, is not to show how much they care about black people. It's to get white people in general, particularly the conservatives, the Republican voter, to start to resent Black people divide and conquer, man, just like we did in um, in uh, D is for Dungeon, man. Dividimus Populum. Mm -hmm. We divide the people. That is what the Democrats do. And they are trying to make it to where black folks more and more do not trust white people and where white people are more and more resenting black people. Where we start looking at each other sideways in a grocery store and say, you ready to start some crap? You ready to start some crap? That's that's where they're trying to push us. And you just you just lit up on something to me where you said that they hire this person who who knows her you know the court jester kind of knows her place. It, it just really illuminated really the whole dynamic for me. And the dynamic is here's a group of I don't know seven or eight or nine white women who hire a black woman to come in and tell them how racist they are for a couple hours and for money. But what they don't have are any black friends coming over to lunch four times a week. Mm. Right. That's what they don't have. In other words, the, all of this talk and all of this posturing and all of this, oh, you know, oh, you know, I, how is it so possible that, that, that we could be that we could that we could dehumanize uh, so many black people like this when in point of fact, there's not a black face among that crowd. Mm -hmm. They don't have any black friends because, well, they they move in a certain circle. Right. And so they don't have any black friends. And, and yet they're telling everybody how good they are about um, about how much they care when apparently they don't care enough to make friends with a single black person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like when you get to that level, this is all you have left. I find that race relationship. I, I find that the lower you go on the economic scale for working people, and that's an important distinction, my personal perception is the lower you go on the economic scale, the less these things matter because you're dealing with people who are who are coming to work and they're both working hard on a construction crew. You know, certainly the, the thing was same thing was true in the military or whatever. It's like this guy's either a good worker or he's a bad worker. And and it's only when you start to get to these stratospheric levels of of wealth that that the that this kind of neurotic white 10% or 12% or whatever is finds himself alone basically right mm -hmm. uh and and so now they their insecurities have put them in the in the thrall of a of a, a system that tells them that capitalism is bad money is bad making money is bad they look around they found that they've made up all this money they've got all this money and the one thing they don't want to do is well the two things they don't want to do is number one give that money away to actually do some good that's what socialists would do but they just claim to be socialists. And the second thing they don't want to do is they don't want to mix with any of the um, of the hoi polloi and actually have some you know black friends because if they had black friends they wouldn't need to hire a black person to come in and tell them how horrible they are. 
Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. You you right on as far as that goes, man. Because you know you 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 can't be uh you can't be checking me as my equal. You know, uh, it's like if if, if you're, I, I'll go to a psychologist for that, and I'll pay them to do that. When well, I'm in man, the, yeah, yeah. When I'm in the mood, you know, uh, I guess presumably when I'm in the mood to stop dealing with my own moods that I don't understand that are making me miserable. Uh, somehow my money doesn't seem to be making me happy, but I want more of it. And what better way? to make more money than to look like you care. I mean, that's that's the thing about it. You know, you see these different businesses and stuff like that. We're doing our part to 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 show how much we care about the environment and, you know, and, and social issues and, and whatnot. It's like, man, just cook, make me a burrito, man. I don't care about, you know, how much you, you assume to care, to sucker me and to spend my money here. But that's a big part of it. You know, I think it was, um, uh, what was it, Thomas Sowell? Uh, you know, he was talking about, you know, when politicians make policy, you know, hey, a great way to do that is go in there and say that uh, we're going to do something about making sure that the water's clean. He's like, once they drop that one, it's like you you lost because there's nothing you can do to go in there and say that, look, man, the water's actually fine. Uh, people either complain about the water because it's over treated because you guys want more money to put more chemicals in the water because look, we did our part to make it clean. Uh, but that's the bottom line, Bill. It's just that all these people are doing is suckering people into thinking that they care. And what better way to do that than to show that you care about us lowly black folk? Because ultimately, man, when it's all said and done, if you're paying this woman to come into your house, she really is the help, right? Mm. I mean, really, when you get right down to it, yeah. it's not like it's a black <laughs> friend, yeah. and it's not, and and it's not like it's not like there was a concerned. Uh, friend or or that they had a friend mm. you know they had to they had to go and hire somebody they had to they, they had to hire you know help help for the day to come in and perform this uh, household uh, function for them um i don't for a second think that these people are pretending i don't think that they're i don't think that they're faking these emotions i think they really believe these emotions but that's why they're nuts <laughs> i mean the, the, no seriously the definition of of a of a, a person who nowadays the general uh, definition is a is a borderline personality disorder character character disorder non psychotic non sociopathic crazy people fall essentially into two categories functional crazy people you know like me uh, they either blame everybody else for all of the troubles in the world or they blame themselves for all of the troubles in the world and both of those. Uh, perspectives are badly skewed yeah. right they're just plain not true yeah. and and i think the you know whenever it says well what can we do to uh, you know to, to to save the country from all of this stuff i think spending much more money on 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 um mental health programs for the uh irredeemably um guilty rich uh would go a long way i think to uh to to bringing back some of the values that we all treasure here. They can spend that money on us. We'll help them out. That'll work. <laughs> we're, 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 we're conservatives. We're an oppressed uh, minority here. You could you could leave your guilt by sending us large checks. I like it. And I, I still think there's a racket to be maintained here. I think together we could probably we could probably clean up Beverly Hills just over the corner here. I think we'd make a fortune. Yes, indeed. Um, if it weren't for the dim consciences and souls that we seem to possess occasionally, we'd be we'd be well on our way. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of The Virtue Signal. It's made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com who feel no guilt about anything. They're, uh, they're paying uh, you know, 
$9.95 a month or whatever in order to make sure that these shows get continued to be broadcast and had a couple of discussions with people recently who know a little bit about the inside of these things and are of the opinion for what it's worth. It certainly was some comfort to me and maybe it will be to you uh, that that these shows get seen by an awful lot more people than the numbers indicate. That I talk to some people who are inside the machine and they say that uh, that those views are reflected back to the channel owners in order to um, discourage them. And man, that's an effective tactic. So it's nice to know sometimes that maybe you know the mechanism by which you're being conned anyway. But that doesn't matter because we work for you, uh, for the members, and um, and we're all very grateful for your support. So for my friend Alfonso Rachel, who I pay to be my friend basically, uh, we will uh, see you next time on The Virtue Signal.